Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you first dipped a bit, uh, like it was like 100 then you drop a bit to like 90 or 80 or whatever, right? I put in more. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, then when you drop yeah. to 50%, put in more. I put in more. <laughs> How much did John Ball lose again this time? This is your daily catch up. Over the last couple of weeks, I think a lot of people have been talking about this because it has affected a lot of their rice bowls, their savings. Um, the crypto crash mostly mm. uh, caused, well, caused by a lot of different macro factors, but particularly because of Luna. Uh, we've spoken about the, the coin before on this podcast as well. Uh, were you guys mostly affected before we jump into like the nitty gritty details? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Likewise. Very stupid. I think we were all affected. Yeah. It's just how rough only, right? I haven't found anyone or like a large number of people who weren't affected. And I think, largely, as I've been talking to friends, so right, everyone's kind of been down. Affected means recently. what? Like just lose lost some. money. La. Lost money. Okay, yeah. okay. Lost I'm money. affected also. You did, man. <laughs> yeah, you, as in, I lost a. You were the first one that alerted us to this new trendy project. <laughs> so for, for those Which who you don't would know, have earned from if you had taken profit. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, um, Luna has been one of the hottest like uh, crypto coins uh, recently. It even re- like went up to like being one of the top 10 uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. It hit highs of about $100. And just last week, it was about $80 per token. And then, in just a matter of days, uh, it crashed all the way to less than $1. And as of right now, on coin market cap, it is 0.00001912. Hey, it went up. Uh, dollars. Can it I just say that? went up a little bit. <laughs> well, it's terrible advice to catch the falling knife. I tried to catch it twice. So the first time, right, when it got down to 38 cents, I put 1,000 Singapore dollars inside trying to catch it. Because once again, you must understand, okay, sorry. Understand the audience are not crypto bros, right? So the last few weeks and months, right, uh, Luna as a cryptocurrency was like at between 80 to $110. Mm. That was the levels that they were at. So in drop, 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 right? All the way to $3.80, right? I put 1,000 sing, hoping that perhaps moonshot. Then it crashed all the way down to 0. 0.00 cents. I remember on that same day, uh, if I put $1,000, right? Then on that same evening, then my $1,000 was worth $7. Then the next day, right? It went to 0. 0.501. I put another $50. That's not for fun, right? I know it's gone to shit. This was like, it's really burning her money, really. And then the next day, my fi- my $50 was worth $2,000. Oh! Win! But that, that's terrible. That's a gamble. It's completely a gamble. So unfortunately, not a lot of people were as lucky as you because a lot yeah, of people yeah. put in a no, lot of money. I lost money. a lot of money. La. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never even recovered la, this $2,000. Like, no win. No win. That's no why. Win. No, I, I think I remember like at one point in time, my, my Terra was probably worth like maybe twenty. Like at least fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, and now it's worth fifty cents. So we wanted to do this episode because perhaps, uh, like some of the friends around us, right? You have people talking about the crypto crash that's happened recently and wondering what on earth is going on. So we're gonna attempt to explain that uh, a little bit within this episode, right? And before Dan explains that, right, I think it's important to know what's a stable coin. Hey, hold up. Crypto might be going down, but our subscribers are going up thanks to you. <laughs> Help increasing them by pressing on the subscribe button. Am I bullish, <laughs> bullish. <laughs> so the entirety, so it, it's a lunar crash. La, that's what people call it, right? 
Um, and the entirety of it really boils down to the fact that within this ecosystem, their stablecoin crashes. So what is a stablecoin, right? In order to value a cryptocurrency, you need to know what it's worth in terms of dollar value ma, or in terms of a real world dollar value. And so that's what a stablecoin is. Basically, one cryptocurrency stablecoin um, is one of a real world currency, which for the Terra ecosystem is called US. T la, so Terra US dollar, right? Where one UST is always supposed to be worth one US dollar. So unfortunately, the way how they peg it, so different stable coins usually have like <laughs> uh, real assets that usually back that coin. But for Terra, right, they actually use an algorithm that makes sure that it's always pegged based on the, the Luna. So if, for example, if USD goes down to 99 cents, uh, you can claim $1 of Luna instead. So you basically burn that USD and mint Luna. So when people started dumping their USDs or one wallet in particular dumped their USDs, what happened was that the peg went down, people started minting Luna. And so when supply increases, Luna also goes down. And then you created a spiral because more people were selling USD, more people were minting Luna. And the more Luna was created, right? So the supply more supply up. price goes down and it just creates a death spiral to where we are today. The funny thing was that John started buying uh, Luna after Do Kwon, the, the founder of the whole like Terra Luna system, right? Said that he was going to basically let the whole thing run to zero to like stabilize the USD. Uh, so you actually knew that it was going to go no as close to he, he, zero. Didn't say, he didn't say run to zero. So but, okay, during this whole thing, right guys, so the world's damn upset with the founder as mm. though the founder no said, hey, give, give me your money and yeah. trust me, it will grow. And then he, he did none of that. Like he created a project that you totally would have chosen whether you want to invest in or not. And cryptocurrency is so volatile. And that's why even in Singapore, it's not recommended for any retail investors. It's not recommended to people like us. Yeah, yeah and, and so people were damn upset. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to kill him, got police report. His wife <laughs> made a police report in South Korea um, because investors were knocking in their house door. Huh? Yeah, it was that scary. It's crazy. So like, even if you go to like forums or online right now, people have been like sharing stories about how like they lost either millions, millions of dollars of their life savings. It wasn't uh, corroborated yet, but some even said that they know of people who were either attempting suicide or actually did it. Mm. Um, and it's it's quite crazy because like, this is very, a very real problem. Right? A lot of people save up enough money, see that money go from like 100,000 to a couple of millions because mm. some people bought Luna under $10 and then it shot up to 100 bucks. And now to see that all disappear, right? It's very, very real. Uh, and um, uh, uh, yeah. So, and Luna happens to be the only cryptocurrency you invest in, right? <laughs> huh, really? No, no, no. It's not the only. But it was the main but one. But it was the main one. <laughs> yeah. The carry, yeah. It was like f***ing carry. It was my yeah. main as well. It's like a few months back, right? Everything red, right? Luna green. Mm. Then I, like, in my head, I already like, I'm, sti coin, I'm coin. sticking with this guy for <laughs> yeah. the long game, you know? Wow. Same, same. Then when this whole thing happened, just, Shack off. Like you don't even have time to react. In fact, right, yeah. when he first dipped a bit, uh, like it was like 100, then he dropped a bit to like 90 or 80 or whatever, right? I put in more. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, then when he dropped yeah. to 50%, put in more. I put in more. <laughs> and I don't think you're the only one because there's there's really a buy the dip like culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people also didn't understand why is this happening. As yeah, as and like what was so crazy was like you mentioned, right? The speed that it was happening at. Yeah. Like I feel like Okay, like people want to blame the founder, right? Which I feel like there was actually a big part was mishandling by the developers. Mm. Like they took, I think like two days to respond to this. And then their response was, we are basically going to try to save UST, but then you can discuss more ideas here. And then that discuss more ideas, let you hold a vote, but the vote results only come out seven days later, yeah. which by then like everything is too late already. Right? Like no, but, why but was there no no measures that was immediately that, put in place, which they I claim. I think 
is the problem with this whole crypto sphere. Even for us, like mm-hmm. when we when we launched our own NFT enlightenment, y'all, um, is that <laughs> everything centers around instant gratification. And I would think also he will struggle to think of what to say. Unless you are describing current events, right? Everything a crypto founder says, right? Is binary one. Good news or bad news? It's good news or bad news? Are you making fun of someone? Are you praising someone? Mm. Yeah, he couldn't have possibly shit something out at that point of time. Is why I think, because it's very like, one of the things um, like my my business partner and I talked about or joked about was that when we started our NFT project, right? Was that hey, it feels like now we have a company or we have 800 new investors or 800 new employees yeah. that we have to answer to daily because every day they ask us, what's your, what's your progress? Which <laughs> the culture is like, it's not them. The culture of this whole thing it's like that. It's very hard for him to then come out and, and say something. Perhaps to help people understand why when businesses fail and, and people invest in those businesses, how come that doesn't feel like a, as big a deal, right? As this Luna thing that went crazy, right? Was because um, Luna was a top 10 cryptocurrency. So wow, the adoption was crazy. Their market cap was in the multi-billions. And they had this thing uh, that if you lock up your UST with them, uh, which up until now you just or up until two weeks ago you just assume that one UST will always be worth one US dollar ma, is that if you lock it up with them which you can take out at any point of time every year they will give you 20% return on interest which if you do a bit of quick math right if you lock up $200,000 worth or even $100,000 worth you can get back like 3k a month yeah. so 200k is 6k a month eh? in Singapore and that's USD ah. so in Singapore that's very comfortable to retire and so what many people did, right, was that they sold their house, they downgrade, they sold their car, they sold whatever to try and get to whichever amount they can finance their lifestyle. And then they put it in here because even though they give you the interest which can support your daily life, the understanding is that you would still be holding on to your $200,000. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why when this thing failed, which many actually speculated that it would fail, it affected so many people so deeply to the point where multiple people reportedly uh, committed suicide. Yeah, I mean, like besides that, also, so like something that has been frequently uh, quoted on, and you touch upon it, was that someone actually filed a police report against the founder Do Kwon in Singapore, and like this was just some of the quotes from that police report, right? I am a concerned citizen, and I know of others who also invested in USD and Luna. USD was sold to them, but I think he means us as a stable coin that will remain pegged to one dollar, but it dropped to zero point one because the Ponzi scam uh, collapsed. And I think he's referring to like Anchor, for example, like, where like a lot of the interest was unsustainable. That 20% was coming because it needed more people to lock in their money mm. uh, constantly, right? Mm. And then he added on to say, it is not okay for investment to be sold to retail investors who do not know better as a safe and stable currency. And then he goes on to say that uh, Dokon and his MLM marketing network spread the news about 19% interest to, to lure Singaporeans. And so that was like a gist of his police report. Well, it's a very Singaporean police report. It is like a very, oh, I'm not responsible. Yeah. It is, but if you if you <laughs> scour through like like Reddit, right, uh, and a lot of the lunar discussions, people bring up this police report from all yeah. over the world that actually a police report has been filed already. You know, it's quite a serious thing, even though nothing has really been. But done. if you read the report, then it's a bit whiny, lah. Yeah, but it, it brings on to the question like like who is to blame here, right? Because mm. like you said, people are blaming Dokuan. You know, and to some extent, like we have talked about Luna on like even the Chain Debrief podcast, uh, mm. and even on this podcast itself, right? Uh, and something that a lot of either influencers or like thought leaders would say, like you have to do your own research, not financial advice. Something that MAS has even come out to say is that 
cryptocurrencies is not suitable for public investment or for retail investors. They've gone on to even like ban advertising of like the centralized exchanges in Singapore. Um, and this was the exact quote, right? MES has consistently warned that trading DPTs, which is digital, like basically cryptos, like, um, because it's highly risky and not suitable for the general public, um, as the prices of DPTs are subject to sharp speculation, like swings. So if like these kind of advisories are out there, technically it's it's our fault. Like, I, I accept it as, as my fault yeah, as an course. investor. Yeah. You know, but where I feel a lot of guilt is that I think there have been people that come up to me and say, hey, then I want to get into crypto, what should I buy? And I go, oh, Ethereum, PTC and, and Luna. Lo. And then they lost money and I feel that guilt. Yeah. You know, but I don't know how to like go. I, I don't know to like text them and say, hey, sorry about Luna, you know. Yeah, because in most times, especially if you started investing only in the last two or three years within this space where it really proliferated, the swings then you recover. They swing, yeah. then they recover. Wow, but this one is my, I think my first time in my life I see something that I personally invested in went down to 0 0.0000000. In like two days. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or something where I think, I, I personally believe won't, won't recover, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's very, very shag. Uh. Like, I really don't know how to approach friends that I've said to Baluna, you know? And no, that's but kind it was the, also up to them to make that Purchase for sure, for sure. And like, I think a lot of us couldn't have foreseen this to, to happen. La. Even though there were a lot of news that, you know, or like, like thought leaders that said that it might have happened. But there were also a lot of thought leaders that said it would not happen though. So yeah. there's both camps. La. And I think speaking to that, right, like echo chambers. Yeah. So on the day where it actually had that $60 to $10 crash, right? Wow, it was, it was actually a bit of a difficult day for me, even though I lost little in capital. But then my net worth took a big hit overall. Yeah. Yeah, because of the amount that I had inside lah, that mm. I still haven't take profit yet. Like for like one to two hours, right, it was a working day also. Then like for one to two hours, right, I was just caught within <laughs> this like telegram group chats that are saying, wow, my life is over. My yeah. like, why is not this going to shit? I'm never going to recover from this. Like who can help me? That kind mm. of stuff. Then I, like, I just felt so weighed down by it, right? That I just really couldn't focus on work, right? Then like over lunch, I kind of like clear my mind and like completely divorced from that and go and look at other content right then after that i like continue work but what wow, the echo chamber is so real mm, yeah no so funny enough elon musk just like i think last night or two nights ago actually came out to tweet and said the twitter algorithm is manipulating users uh, in ways that you don't even know so please change it to chronological tweets instead of using the algorithm interesting because basically what happens is that if you like a certain tweet or you interact with a certain like point of view right twitter just starts telling showing you more stuff in right, that same topic right, or that right. same point of view. And then you end up just thinking, oh, wow, everybody agrees yeah, with my point of view. Yeah, mm, and know? so like what I keep thinking about, I mean, the thought that I keep going back to is like what you mentioned, like retail investors, right? Who might not fully believe in the coin, might not even know how this coin works with burning and minting, but are buying into it purely because of the gains, right? Or like that someone else recommended, for example. Then they are the so-called paper hands, right? That mm, the crypto mm. people use. Like when there's that big dip, they straight away panic and sell. Mm. So I wonder like if without this panic seller selling, right? What would the price have been? And would this wouldn't have happened, I feel. But wasn't- like it wasn't, would have recovered. But wasn't it also like the, like you're talking about that wallet that suddenly started like selling or whatever, right? Mm. Then people were speculating or are speculating whether it is a malicious yeah, yeah. attack, right? Because of how this product works, right? And the time once could you very well that, be la. Yeah. yeah, and then once you do that, this whole thing is just gonna destroy itself, right? Unravel that. Yeah. yeah. So then if that is the case, right, then who is this person? And then is this person not the one accountable? Or is this just a completely flawed product that that and there's this giant loophole that we just right. So yeah. why this product was created, right, is because 
y'all might have heard this term DeFi going around a lot, right? It's just decentralized finance. Basically, it's to keep your financial affairs completely sovereign, meaning no country can interfere with your wealth or your transfer of wealth. Um, however, everybody's still using US dollar and all that stuff, right? Which means, eh, it's not fully decentralized because at the end of the day, if US dollar, fiat currency, right, which is real money, can also depend. What he tried to do, right, was to create something that was not, you give me one real US dollar, I create one US cryptocurrency, which was generally how it used to work. He tried to create one that was completely, um, its value was held by the algorithm mechanisms alone. And so in parallel, right, the founder of Luna um, was was a well-known asshole. Ah. Yeah. Mm. He was damn arrogant. And then I think like just two, three weeks, if I'm not wrong, uh, before the, the attack slash crash, right? Someone did point out that if you have a billion dollars, this is how you can completely destroy the UST la, or destroy Terra. And as opposed to a normal founder that will, you know, usually like companies today, right, give you reward if you can find problem with their code. Eh. They give you like 200K if you find problem with their code. Like, Guff, like Singapore, what's it called? Ah? Singapore. Guff Tech. Guff Tech. Tech. Yeah, Guff Tech will pay you if you can find problem with, with Google, with Facebook, code. Apple, all, all yeah. do as well. Yeah, million and dollar reward. Instead of going something like that, he said something damn arrogant and he said like, if I'm not wrong, he, he definitely said this, I don't know what's in reply to this, is that uh, silence is a perfect uh, response if stupid, that kind of thing like, nothing smart yeah. to say, don't say lah. And then he said, for those billionaires in my following, like try me, see what happens. Something like that one. Yeah, yeah and he's been known to like call out like, people for being poor and like, you know, he's oh, got yeah, a lot yeah, of enemies yeah. like, and been quite arrogant. There was another interview also like from even more recent one that he kind of said like 95% of the coins, right, that are currently being created and like tr people are trying it, right, are going to fail. I mean, which is understood, yeah, right, because yeah. so, it's so saturated. And then after he added that and it will be entertaining to see that. Right. That completely did not yeah, age well. It didn't age well at all. But was he like that from the get go? Like no, before I don't Luna think so, became eh. popular, after the rise of Luna, mm. when he guy. probably when he himself became a billionaire. I I think like I mean I, I want to kind of move on to 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 more psychological stuff also. But I think like the 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 part that kind of hurt me the most was that when USD was really going down, I obviously was in a position where I go, do I do I sell? Or do I be a diamond hand, right? And recover and then like- Yeah, the don't know, this culture serves absolutely nobody. Yeah. Right? Take profit, guys. A diamond Take hand. profit. But I remember him being quite active on Twitter and saying, hey guys, everything's gonna be fine. Hang tight. He was using words yeah, like hang tight, yeah. stay the course. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, okay lah. He said hang tight, stay the course, okay lah, let's go lah. And I'm just watching the numbers go down, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, because no, no. it was the opposite. Then I go and see all the experts, like traders, or they say faster, just yeah, go in, yeah. faster, cash out. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we 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 held a Twitter Spaces also. We like some some experts, and they cashed out very early mm. in this entire process. Yeah, I realized how good we were. Mm. Yeah, in that sense. So if you all don't know, we have another company called Chain Debrief, which is like crypto ad tech publication, right? And yesterday we held our first ever Twitter Space, and like big shots, are really big shots. Like I just realized one of the guys that also invested in us, he have like quarterly talks with the feds, <laughs> like he will consult. Like the federal Whoa. government of America, okay? USA. And what we know for a fact was that some of them were early investors in Luna, which means at time of offering. Uh, so yep. way before Luna reached 100 bucks, uh, like a few cents that time, they already bought in and they bought in at an institutional level already. Yep. So make already lah. So honestly, everybody expected them to be burnt. Like I lah, not everybody. Yeah. I expected all of them to be big holders in that sense because it's a top 10 market cap thing. Mm. And all of our panelists all existed way before. Like everybody knew the signs except us, you know? And we still bought. Ah, I, I, I bought you at 0.000. 000. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, but I never 3,000x my money before. I also never 3,000x. How can 3,000x you? 3,000x $50. <laughs> oh, you never put 500 yeah? Wow. He wouldn't have known. No, I was just to try. <laughs> I put $1,000, then it became $7, ma. So now I have already. Uh. Yeah, I just wanted to just get it. I wanted to buy $10 worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but then they allow like minimum $50. You can turn your Luna into a collateral to borrow USD. But if the price of Luna goes down, you have to pay back the USD, but otherwise they'll basically liquidate your Luna, right? Mm. Yeah. So we know of people like even Jackie ourselves, like co-founder of Chain Debrief, right? Even and Gravity me. Media. Um, they wanted to put back the USD to, to mm. save their, their collateral of Luna, right? but because the transactions were all like- So stuck, fast. Right? Stuck. Oh. Yeah. He couldn't pay in time and all his Luna got liquidated. But in hindsight- In hindsight, it's worth nothing matter, now. Like, but he matter. could have gotten Luna and then and then sold it, you know, or whatever. But yeah, like yeah. the whole system like, like just broke down. The most Luna I ever had pre-crash, right? It was like 60. And now you own like thousands. Now I own like 2.1 million after <laughs> I have 4 million plus. Now it's there. a Shiba <laughs> coins. Yeah. <It's> like <laughs> okay. Before I think got like 90 but million so, Shiba. Like, so, so JP, like we, I think you mentioned on a previous episode before, like you had losses before financially, right? Like mm. to me, this is like my biggest, my biggest loss. So like what, what is How does this compare? The last loss I had, right? Which was like towards the end of last year, which is a couple of months ago, was my first ever like big loss. La. So. I think I took it quite well. I learned I I learned a lot he from it. He did take it very well. Like a gem. Yeah. And then I told myself that you know what? I'm gonna play it safe already. I'm not gonna gamble <laughs> anymore. I'm not Famous gonna- last words. <laughs> I, I really, really like I told myself I'm gonna just invest in the stuff for, for, for the long term. I'm gonna play safe. And these are the few things I'm gonna put my money in. Okay? And so I started putting my money in. Right? I started putting my money in. In large And chunks. then it looked fing good, yeah, I swear. Like it looked fing good. You, you, do you recover from the previous loss? With the help of a few other things that I did, I almost make back like wow. everything already. In fact, I, I, I consider it bolai already. Wow. Yeah. And I literally told, I messaged my friends somehow, I bolai right, about one month ago. Break even. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I break even like about like one month ago ish. So like just quite recent only. Then now I got the money. Ma, so I continue to pump in. Then, then Luna like quite good. So, so I continue. Then. The dip happened. Luna so in the then, last month. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything a bit cheaper so, right? Yeah. Everything has been a bit cheaper. So I thought, okay, I just dip, dip my way down lah, this DCA, this shit. Then when this, uh, when this, when this happened, right? Wow, it's worse than the last ones, yeah. Huh? Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's fucking pain, bro. It's damn rubber. If I include the profit, ah. Uh, is this total unrealized gain, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you cannot look at the net worth you have. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, agree, agree, agree. So, so I, I cannot see that, right? I cannot see that. But uh, if I if I see that, I'm sorry, right? wow, I can, I can buy a house, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Damn shit. No but wonder he keep asking me to buy a house with him. <laughs> During the past <laughs> month. You thought it was love, right? <laughs> but the strange thing is, the strange thing is, like, again, it's silver lining. Like, I'm glad that the money that I'm playing with is not my survival money. Mm. Yeah. Like, I can still continue to live. I'm still doing everything else that I can do. Which is a very yeah. important lesson, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, maybe this one was the hardest lesson for me to learn in terms of diversification. Mm. Because when you learn, like, you enter financial spaces, right? Especially are so rapid and information all over the place, right? There was this one line which I, I always thought, hey, it makes a lot of sense. Was that if you have small capital, go big risk. If you have big capital, then go small risk to like you go big risk so you can turn your small capital into big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then if you big capital, you go small risk so that you can protect your big one. And what well, I I follow. I mean I have some legacy ETFs that I still contribute to. But other than that, the ones that I pick and choose are mm. plus the stock market already, plus crypto yeah, maybe six. Yeah. That was how undiversified I am. Yeah, yeah. This one was the strongest lesson for that. Yeah. I think from my end, like I, I saw like almost I think 70% of 
what I had wiped out from capital level and like oh. I was already diversified in, in some sense like better than most because I still had a decent amount in equities a decent amount in like even Singapore and US equities it was quite shack lah but like I said lah before I think it's more of the guilt of having yeah. two other people to invest rather than my own I'm just like all I know is that I'm in a very fortunate position to still be completely fine to still have a portfolio that's actually still decent yeah. and um, a podcast and a podcast <laughs> to talk about those things um and and I know a lot of people who maybe bet the entire bank, their house and the kitchen sink for for this and like saw it all go away. Yeah, la. that's 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 the thing, eh? Like, don't do that. Like, yeah. really, eh? yeah. don't don't like people talking about leveraging or that kind of stuff, right? Like, unless there's money you can afford to lose, uh, don't play with that. Yeah. And one thing that I also through this that I learned is that like, yeah, I forgot that crypto is not the most it's not like a it's, it's, yeah. a, it's risky yeah. even though it's the, the word yeah. there put stable right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. nice no, the but second I, half which is coin cannot <laughs> I, I think for the first time a lot of people like the, the risk was always a theoretical thing but now people now know what that feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, also okay, honestly yeah, I know I know this is a bit TY right but <laughs> oh no what you gonna say next it didn't feel as bad because everybody died together like the last one I can is like by your own, yeah, own mistake, yeah. a handful of me and my friends, and then but then like my one really tall, right? But this one is like everywhere I turn, right? Everybody like, hey, it's okay, guys, we'll make it together. People were DMing me, right? There are people that I don't know. Yeah. Then they message me, then they say like, hey, you okay or not? You know, they they check in, all right? They're like, yeah, okay. Huh? How come Can I didn't have this echo chamber? Be warmer, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. To be honest, <laughs> this was one of the weirdest silver lining I had mm. to know that like a lot, like maybe twenty people randomly reached out. And just ask whether I'm okay. And then I just I, I remember texting him. I said, do I give off the vibe that I'll be suicidal if I lose money? Because <laughs> there are some people, I mean, most of them are obviously, obviously my friends, right? And there are a few people that we purely talk shit, man. Right. Mm. Purely talk shit. Right, right, right. Uh, then they also damn serious. Uh, like hugs. Like, oh, me. Hugs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think like there was one point that I caught myself being very desperate and very like, uh, I, I, I need to write this wrong. I need to like find some traits yeah. to like go yeah, 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 yeah. and then like start going. And then I just caught myself because <clears throat> I think it was buying Luna when it was a falling knife. Yeah. And then I realized, it was such a stupid thing to do. I read the announcement by Doquan. He said he's going to save USD first, which means they're going to over min Luna until it crashes, right? Yeah. And then I think it was a woke ceremony uh, post that hey, actually just- Shout outs to Raming and Wei Chun. Like made me just take a step back and go, okay. Like I think it was something along the lines where like, I think we're all in like, facing this right now but remember that you there's more to life than just your investments same there's still same. people that love you you've got all these other things like you gotta mm. put things into perspective yeah but i think on the note of like there's more to life than this money right i feel like that's <laughs> been something that i've been in a sense struggling with and i think i shared it in the previous episode where we talked about investments and all that right that like growing up money had been such a big point of strife and so to me, like having money is a very, very important like aspect, which is also why I started investing so early. Right? Mm. And then so like, even recently, I don't know whether my pastor got follow like the <laughs> Luna crash or whatever, but then suddenly he say, right, like in the middle of his sermon that like, oh, you can be number one in the rat race, right? But you're still going to be a rat. Then you look at the mirror, then you go, oh shit. Then I look at my tail. Yeah, and then I was just thinking like, but how, how is it possible, you know, when this is how the world runs? Like this is how like everything works, ma. Like based mm. on having money. So mm. is Luna just a big ass red trap? Because the moon Bad is cheese. Tra- <laughs> eh? No, it's eh? the hole in the cheese again. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's a concept that I've been struggling with, lor. Like to take money out of the equation of life. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like what? What are you trying to make money to do anyway? Right? You're feeding into a social construct that 
do you really believe in it? Like, at the end of the day, you're going to make all this money so that you can buy certain things that you are told you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, huh? Does that really make yeah. sense? I also constantly question all this. Then, then I figure out like, but I, I, I feel, feel like need that much money. Hyper-awareness of these things can lead to two like major roads, right? The first one is that you realize that this is just a game. Mm-hmm. This is the system. System's broken. Yeah. I refuse to partake. Yeah. And then there's another group of people that says, there's hyper-awareness to know like, okay, so this is the game. How this do I, I game? How do I game the game? Yeah. 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 And people that choose the, the letter often do a lot better. And you look at millionaires, like do they feel like they should contribute more in tax? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But they feel unjust because I know the rules of the game. This is this is how I played it. What? Yeah. Cannot be I win really, then you say second prize is the winner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so they also feel like <laughs> I, I, sh- I should contribute a bit more. But that was the rule of the game. I win really now you're taking from me to what end? Yeah. Is it until I pour? I think you can choose the first option if you know what is the other game you want to play. But if not, right, choosing both also, right, got a very high probability of losing, right? Both also come with their own sacrifices and hardship. There are so many people who lose trying no, to game. I think gaming the game is not necessarily like leveraging or over-investing it. Like all the entrepreneurs I know agree that school didn't teach them what they need to know to get to where they are. All of them will send their children to school. good schools anyway, mm. because that's the game. Yeah, you're going there for network, you're going there for that first impression, you're going there because when it looks good on your resume and you know all that is part of the games, uh, attribute points that you earn along the way in your early game, right? Yeah, but they all will, you see that, oh, was school important? Uh, no, not that much. Uh. I met my best friends there, but that's about it, you know? But they will they will know they play the game. Mm. But I think also like, at least for us, we are still young enough to like recover some of the losses that we've made, right? I think it was quite important for us to learn the lesson now that we are now going to be super aware of all these groups and all these echo chambers and Twitter. Hopefully, la, hopefully mm-hmm. when like it's bull market again. We're not so stupid again. We, we, we're going to catch ourselves and go, actually, f- am I in an echo chamber right now? Yeah. One of the, the speakers said that you cannot hug on your all-time high net worth. Yeah. Right? Like what so what do we do now if you are let's say a crypto bro or a crypto sis? Is that very inclusive? <laughs> <laughs> is that but this term itself crypto bro and crypto sis is so non-inclusive. Is is to really reassess like reassess what your portfolio is right now and if you could go back in time where you have made the same decisions and mm. then learn from that in the decisions to come. Yeah, and I thought that was that was yeah. very, very uh well put. Yeah, like the position that you have been super long now that you're in this current situation, like assess all. And I think that's the most important part. Yeah, but I want to say something about like going from zero though. Because I, mm. I, I started from zero at age 29 or so when when I recovered from credit card debt. Like, at that time, also cool, play crypto though, right? And, and the feeling is really damn sien and very shack in a sense whereby how I related that was I have wasted the last four years of my life because I started work at 25. So four years wasted. And now if you crash and you're starting from zero, it feels as though you have wasted like at age 32 then I would have wasted mm. uh, way more years of my life, right? But what I realized or what I've learned and perhaps this can only come back to you in hindsight, this is your first time uh, starting from zero or near zero, is that you learn a lot more about yourself and, and your your investment values mm. from these things and you don't truly start from zero. It was a very expensive cost you paid to learn about investment. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a but good way know, to, to tell the good so, thing. Yeah, but the thing like, I noticed also that I, I was able to grow a lot faster. Like yeah. after my first mistake, then I can grow a lot faster. Yeah. But were you taking more risks to grow faster though? To be honest, compared to the first one, no lah. Your first one, he told me about it. It's okay, not like my first one was like 100% also. risk. Like I was really gambling 100%. Now, this second time, I'm gambling 50%. Mm. But you're also speaking from a position where you have, you can pull up that capital again yeah. to go and be investing again. Meanwhile, if like you really no, lost like- I scrambled like, to make 
the capital. He re, he resaved it. Oh. To, but uh, he lost hundred percent. He lost hundred percent. Right. Hmm. Nah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Four hours. Four hours. I think as the other aspect of it also is that I think it, it's affecting a lot of people emotionally. I think like even in the office or with my group of friends, I can tell that the energy levels are lower than usual, and I think it is a very emotional yeah. thing. Something that a not a lot of people are talking about is that if it's really affecting you, really go and talk to someone about it. Yeah. Because I right. think it's so easy to bottle. Even like I know people who invest who are married, right? And are not even comfortable sharing to their wife because they don't want to like gonna scold it. And like that's very shaggy. Like I think this situation you really shouldn't bottle it up because it's really very, very painful. Talk to someone about the, it, get emotional support. There, there was a blog post directly linked to this Luna thing <laughs> whereby this person's partner retired off Luna in a sense, but not, not because Luna, because of the yield, the 20% that they get from staking their UST, right? And when he tried to save because he he borrowed to leverage. Um, he took her UST to try and pay back so that he won't lose his Luna holdings, so he won't get liquidated, and then everything crashed Gone. together. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I was very sad. I, I think the worst part for him is not that he lost it all; is that he lost her. his partners, and and she needs to go back to work. That's why I cannot borrow money. Yeah, cannot take other people's money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. With that said, I know everything is very somber, right? But I think <laughs> I I should still reiterate that at least for myself, I am still very bullish on Web3, on, on the blockchain space. Mm. And I think bullish that's something as that, in like you have good hope for it or like As in I think yeah. it's unstoppable. And I think that's something that is <laughs> being, looking for low <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, oh, what you get what you yeah, 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 oh, give me alpha, give alpha, me alpha. alpha. <laughs> I think it's also a sentiment that is being shared. Like the experts yeah. that we talked about that exit very quickly, right? During the USD crash, are also very optimistic that blockchain is going to be the new technologies that is going to take over everything, right? I think so far it is the fastest growing technology that we've ever innovation that we've ever seen in like human history. Adoption is faster than the internet. Yeah, and I think the, the issue was that a lot of people when blockchain and web3 came out everyone was obsessed about the crypto the greed the let's make the money as quickly as possible right mm. when people started like didn't realize that actually there's so much more to it in itself yeah. it's about decentralization it's about um the ledgers where you're now able to have more secure databases you know medical records and all these different things this is just the beginning and it's going to start infiltrating all our different lives for the better like in that sense so, so I, thought, I think we should still have an optimistic outlook of the yeah. space in general. We're now a lot more cautious and I think that's a good thing. We now understand what the risk looks like. Yeah. And I think it will be good for everyone. If right, right now, the problem is that everybody look at Web3 or, or crypto stuff purely as an investment to make like yeah. super quick gains, which I believe that when this technology becomes mainstream, right? When people talk about Web3, they're not talking about money at all. Not mm. talking about gains at all. Because mm. like when we launched our NFT, right? One insane or super fun lesson that I learned, right? Is that I now have direct access to who supported us from the get-go, eh? Mm. Oh, that's damn powerful, eh, for a business to have. Because, like, right now, you look at companies that grew super fast, right? How are they going to go back and reward the people that helped build them in the first place? Yeah. And how do you continuously incentivize new people to be, hey, support me? Yeah. Yeah, and wow, it, it allows us to do that. And I didn't understand like what you say, many of the NFT communities, right? They come together and well, they are just trying to form community per se. Mm. But it's like, why is it like you don't have your own friends or you, you just want to join a chat group or what? Cause like they have like free chat groups, ma. Just go and join your chat group. La. Why must you buy a $500 ticket to join a chat group? And the main purpose of those NFT chat groups, right? Is pretty much to say, oh, we got partnership with this new NFT project. 
um, we got whitelist for our community, but every community has it. And so everybody do this, then we all go and pump the new project. Then the new project has spawned another community, which is a percentage of everybody's community. Then a new project come in, then everybody go and pump that thing, which which didn't make a lot of sense for me as, as much as it's something that uh, needs to be done. Cause like that's, yeah. that's like basic level of, of holding together your NFT community already. And so like when we talked about our project, right? Like, like I think with you also, we talked about, cannot like, it cannot be, it's just a fake Ponzi that's propped up by the same few people, eh, you know what I mean? And then we started building um, decks. We started making events. We partner like Sidley, for example, Chain Debrief was um, organizing their crypto stage at Sidley Personal Finance Festival. Shout out to Sidley. Um, and when we did all those, we thought, eh, we are building, we are really building community. But the community was complaining a little bit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bitching about y'all, okay? <laughs> they were unhappy long. They were like, mm, why are we not trying to pump the floor price of our NFT? Yeah. Even though the NFT sits at two times the value of what everybody invested already. Uh, really, man? Yeah. <laughs> How come you don't know? The rats, ah. But anyway, back then, <laughs> back, then, back then it was like 3X. Like right now, it's still above the price yeah. that they bought it. You but know? the conversation has been surrounding price. You know, it's like when the internet first came out, right? And everyone's talking about it as an investment. And then when the crash happened, the dot-com bubble crash, right? It was still talking about the internet as an investment. Yeah. But then now, right, we are using internet every day in our lives and we don't refer it to the internet, you know? It's like your platforms. And it's I think- It's like referring to the internet as stocks. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we'll get to a stage where crypto and, and, and blockchain and Web3 will infiltrate our lives that we're not even referring it to an investment anymore. La. So we have our own event called MetaJump Asia. It's like a- a place you can learn about NFTs and to appreciate there's experiential stuff as well. So you can bring your friends that are not into that space mm. uh, to your learn mother. Uh, your mother or your <laughs> partner to learn more about it. Or if you're not sure about it, you can just really go and learn. It's really a place that we we built and curated with a lot, a lot of partnerships um, to help people just better understand so it doesn't feel scary yeah. in a sense. Cause it's not, there, there really is beautiful applications for this technology. Yeah. yeah, and and like uh, there've been very beautiful NFT exhibitions that's taken place in Singapore before, but I think a lot of that were either exhibitions of the art or a lot of it was very much for Web3 people. And I think this one is really interesting because it really is a place for even Web2 people, people who are not even interested in the space to just come in and mm. learn. So come in. But also about the art. Also of about- course. Yeah. Of course. Got like, got like art science museum stuff, like you draw, 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 then you scan, then you fly out. Wait, is it free? It's $18 per oh. day. Until when? Uh? It's until July. Okay. So it's three, three months. months. We got free ticket. Sure. Yes. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> the TDK promo code. <laughs> <laughs> eh? 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 Let, me, let me get back to you. Hey guys, so I know the crypto crash affected a lot of people. And so like I mentioned before, if you really need to talk to someone about it, do it. But also we're all still very optimistic uh, on where the Web3 space can go. We just have to hold on, survive, uh, and we'll see you at the other end. Thanks so much for watching. Like, share, subscribe. Bye-bye. Hey, if you want to go meta jump together, you'll DM me. We go together. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jonathan Chua at Instagram DM. Mm. <laughs> can you invest in TDK? TDK yeah. coin. Yeah. Hey, help lah. You can only go up eh. Can you know what you can answer? People can answer. Don't worry about it. Please don't worry about it. If you got one billion YouTube accounts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.